Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're going to be concluding our different series. Today's sermon is entitled Perspective and Persecution. We want to tell you real quick that if you need special prayer, you can submit those by going to our website, www.medicchurch.com. Fill out the prayer request form. Our team is standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need. All right, sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, y'all ready to dive into this today? So we're going to continue our different series. We're actually going to be concluding our different series with today's message called Difference. Perspectives. I didn't forget what that thing. <laughs> Perspective and persecution, sorry. <laughs> sorry, how stupid. I, just can't. I messed it up. What's that say? <laughs> just mess with y'all. <laughs> just mess with y'all. Trina, stop it. So listen, listen, listen. So today is going to be the most encouraging message that I can give today. And I'm just going to you guys, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be really, really good. And I, I tell you guys all the time, we speak about giving life. And, and we want to give a life-changing message. But I want to tell you something. This probably ain't going to be one you want to hear. This probably ain't going to be a message that you want to really hear because we're going to dive deep today. And so we do it out of love. And so y'all bear with me, okay? Y'all don't throw tomatoes or chairs or tie the envelopes or water bottles or anything like that. (laughs) But today we're going to give you a message that's encouraging. But we're going to put it in simple, plain text for you today. All right, everybody good with that? One time somebody said, hey, what's your biggest weakness? I said, uh, I've been told I'm blunt. And so we're going to be blunt today. Jesus never promised something big here he never promised you guys that you would be rich he never promised that you would be never be heartbroken that you wouldn't have that cool amazing luxury vacation he never said or promised that your plumbing would back up it would never back up God never promised these things. Anybody ever had an issue in their life, something happened? Or maybe like me, when something bad happens, or multiple things happen all at the same time. When it rains, it pours. That's kind of like well, you know, what I'm trying to talk about here is Jesus never promised that these things were going to never take place. And some people want to preach the Bible and say, oh, it's just to feel good. You're never gonna, nothing's going to happen to you guys. Listen, just sit there with Trina and Billy Bob and Silly Sue, Sally Sue. Nothing bad's going to happen to you guys, okay? Here at Medic Church, we're going to tell you like it is. Listen, Jesus never promised it wasn't going to get hard. The cross wasn't going to get heavy. The hill wasn't going to be hard to climb. I feel like there's a song somewhere, and I messed it. I probably butchered the words, didn't I? <laughs> but he never promised that it wouldn't get heavy and hard. I know for me, there's been a lot of times that, I, I tell you, we, we moved to Mount Airy in 2016, something like that, 15, 16. And I remember me and Tasha decided we were going to buy a brand new washer and dryer. Brand new washer and dryer. So we get it home, and we get it hooked up, and, and we washing clothes. And about two, three months went by, and Tasha goes, hey, did you turn the washing machine off? I said, no, I haven't been out there. She's like, well, it didn't drain the water. I said, I'm going to have to run it again. I said, okay. She goes back out there. She starts it over, and the water's doing this, whatever it's doing. She goes back out there again. The water ain't drained. She's like, you messing with the water? Are you messing with me? I'm like, no, listen, I'm not, I promise you, I'm not doing, I'm not messing with you. Long story short, washing broke. Washing malfunctioned so bad that, like, it was defective from the factory, and it was messed up. 
So they sent a technician out, and of course, they, it was a whole mess. I went without a washing machine for like eight weeks. It was horrible. It's the worst. Tasha loved it because she didn't have to wash the full clothes. Because <laughs> so, I'd take them down to the firehouse and take my washing stuff with me, and I just used the water and put all my clothes down there. And so it, it was, I'm glad they had a washing machine down there that I could use. But, but I remember that, man, it was hard. It's a pain in the butt. And again, finally, finally. Work it out. They're going to refund me my money because it's under warranty. They, they honored it, and so I got my money back finally, like three months later. It was, <laughs> I tell you, it's rough. And so I get everything. We go get another brand-new washer, brand-new washer, running it, doing good. Now, we back six months into the, uh, the uh, dryer now. Guess what happened? Don't guess what happened to that stupid dryer. <laughs> I ain't never been so mad in my life. That stupid dryer done messed up. And I was like, oh. And then on top of that, the water started leaking. My toilet started leaking. Back is, uh, you know, I was talking about, you know, that plumbing issue. The back of man, things were just happening all over the place. Not counting the issues we were having in our, uh, I mean, personal life, but not like horrible things. But bad things were just kind of taking place. Jobs were going crazy. Just different things. Finances were everywhere. And it was hard. I'm like, well, God, what in the world? I thought, I thought this thing was supposed to be easy. I've always been told Christianity is a good thing. Christians are supposed to be awesome peeps. They're all happy. They're all joyful. They're all loving. But Jesus never said that it wouldn't get hard. Check this out. He actually said the total opposite. He said it's going to be easy. He actually said the total opposite. Here. So, so check it out. <laughs> Hang on, let me back up just for a minute. But what did he promise? What did God promise here? If you follow him, what did he promise? Y'all, get, y'all ready to hear this? <laughs> this is going to blow your mind. If you follow Christ, what he did promise you, because he promised you the opposite of happiness, that you will be persecuted. Ooh. Ask Michael, how do you know that? Check it out. John 15 and 18. It says, the world hates you. Keep in mind that it hated me first. He's talking about Jesus here. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. But let's look at verse 20 here, the latter part of verse 20. It said, if they prosecuted me, they will prosecute you also. I mean, Jesus, the man that done miracle after miracle, after miracle, that spoke the good news, that spoke these great words, and said, hey, I love you. And again, performed all these miracles. And hey, in this next series, we're going to learn just about some of these miracles that Jesus did. But if they prosecuted me, and they sent me, and they crucified me on the cross, what do you think they're going to do to you? They ain't going to love you. They're going to prosecute you. I'm going to pick on Andrew for a minute. Andrew told me, shared a little bit of his story with me, and he was telling about a, a job that he had, and he said that the people there didn't like him because he was a very outspoken, lived out the message that he preached Christian. He's the real deal. One thing I say about Andrew, he's the real deal. You want to know about the Bible? Andrew can answer it. He, I know he studies, he prays, he does a Bible study. He's the real deal, and he lives out that message. But he was at his job that he had at one time. They were prosecuting him. They were writing him ugly messages. They were trying everything they could to get the man fired. 
just because the world hated him. What's the world treating you like? What's the world treating Christians like today? I know that, that they're trying everything in their power that they can right now to silence the church. They're trying everything that they can to work around to silence the word of God. But I'm going to tell you, no matter what they do, they can't change the gospel. They can't change the power that it holds. That's why they're so scared. That's why this world is so uh, bound up, and the devil wants this word and this holy Bible to be bound up because they know that the power that it holds. But see, when things happen in your life, just know when bad things happen, God's preparing you for your biggest blessing yet. See, it ain't always going to be easy. It ain't always going to be all sunshine and rainbows off the way we go. See, many Christians, we learned in First Peter here that many Christians believe that, that this was the worst decade of Christian prosecution that was taking place in First Peter here. And, and, and you know, because, I mean, there's a lot of bad things that's happening in this world. I know a couple of years ago, uh, it might have been around uh, 2008, 2016, uh, somewhere in that, that ballpark when Christians were getting beheaded, and I mean, they were sending videos out. I mean, it was nothing that was not, uh, you know, uh, they were trying to hide. They were publicly executing Christians. And I know we talked about the, um, the lady from the Columbine High School shootings where the gunmen come in and they were going around and they asked the young lady, do you believe in Jesus? And they knew that this girl was living out her faith. And she simply said, yes, I do. And they executed her on the spot because of her faith. But, but this particular time in First Peter, man, I mean, it was rough. It was rough. I couldn't imagine living in other countries where these things are taking place, where they're having to hide to hear the gospel of Jesus. And I want to encourage you guys, if I can t give you any encouragement, stay key to what the Bible tells us is hide the words in your heart. That you may not sin against God because there may be a time where you don't have the Bible in front of you. Where you don't have that, that app on your phone that you can sit there and read the Bible, read a passage from the Bible. So I encourage you to read your Bible and hide those things in there into, into your heart. And that way, again, when you're faced with things, hey, you know, hey, the Bible said this. But this time, we can, we can look at about an average of 322 Christians a month were being killed. 322. So if you took 1,000 people, that's about 33% of <laughs> My math's probably a little off there. <laughs> Any math majors in here? Okay, good deal. <laughs> so, but uh, they were destroying Christian properties. They were tearing churches down. They were cutting them down. They were burning them down. And they were over 772 acts of violence. Words hurt. If anybody's ever spoke bad about you or spoke down to you, man, them things hurt, don't they? That lie that they say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. They lied. People have hurt me with their words. Andrew's been hurt by the people and the words that they spoke to him at his job because he was a Christian. Those things hurt. They hurt me deep. See, people are losing their families. They're losing their jobs. They were getting arrested and beaten in jail. I mean, this don't sound like a party I want to be invited to. Pastor Michael, you want me to come to your church? Land you. I might lose my family. I might lose my job. I might, I might lose and, and go to jail, and they're going to beat me up because I'm a Christian. They might even kill me. They might cut my head off. Hey, listen, our reward's not here. It's in heaven. 
I, I hope none of these things ever happen. I hope we never have to face some of these trials and tribulations that, that Peter's talking about. And I hope we don't ever have to face the persecution that may come our way. But if we do, I want you to know our reward's not here. It's in heaven to keep your faith. I told y'all y'all didn't want to hear some of this. <laughs> First Peter 4 and 12, it says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you through. Y'all underline those things. Don't be surprised, or write them down if you're taking notes. Don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you are going through. Some of you may be in some of the biggest trials of your life, some of the biggest flames all the way around you. You don't seem like there's any hope. But guess what? When you call on the name of Jesus, the trembling that's going to happen when the darkness is there, God's going to be there. But see, don't really look at this as a good thing. We learned this in this past series that, that when we face these things, we're facing trials that we're going through. It's a good thing. It's a good thing because God is challenging us. I truly believe when we are faced with certain situations that God's trying to test our faith. How many faiths have ever been tested? Me too. Me too. <laughs> Anybody want to come to this party? Anybody? Y'all come on. <laughs> Me too. Andrew, right there. Boom. All right, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to paint a picture for you here. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Got to be prepared. Got to be prepared, and you got to be on the lookout, and you got to be always ready for when the battle takes place. When it come after you, you got to be ready. You can't be sitting on the sidelines on the the bleachers like a basketball player sitting there. Maybe you're not the big star sitting on the bench over there flipping the bottles, playing on your phone. And you know, I remember one time when I was in. Uh, y'all, I used to play basketball back in the day. How much y'all know? <laughs> really? Yeah, true story. <laughs> so true. I was like 12, 10, something like that. I was young. and <laughs> so It's definitely been a while. But I remember playing, and I remember that I wasn't always the most athletic. Obviously, there were people that would outdo me, but I love basketball. I love playing basketball, and I love getting out there, and I love playing on the team. I love the atmosphere. I love the group of people that I was with because I knew that I could look up some of them, and I could learn some stuff from them. But I also knew that I didn't want to go up against them because they would beat me. But instead, I've watched people on the sidelines that instead of trying to learn about what's going on, they were unfocused, just sitting there, hanging out, not really caring what the game was doing, they're just kind of just, anybody ever flip the bottles over and they just flip and, and you try to land it back up? I don't know if I can do it. Let's see. Let's see. What do you do? Is it just one little flip? Is that it? All right, we're going to do it once, okay? Oh, I see. Yeah, see, obviously they've done this. We're going to try it. All right, it didn't work so well for me. <laughs> Thought I had to practice. <laughs> so, but 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 they were over there. They were flipping bottles. They were trying to get it upright, not paying attention to what was going on. And then the coach decided, "Hey, I'm going to put you in." Oh snap! Okay, okay. <laughs> and what I seen happen is, is. The other team was watching. They knew that this player was over there flipping bottles. 
He was playing on his phone. So when the ball got passed to him, guess what they did? They double teamed him. They, they already knew that he was the weakest link in the bunch. So they went after him. <laughs> and, they, and they took the ball and they went and they scored on him. And then they went back and, and they're running back and they're doing another play. And again, they're getting ready to pass the ball and they took it from him and they went and they dunked on him. Because they realized that he was weak. It did. Don't tell nobody. No, I'm just kidding. But see, in the game of basketball, the goal is to, is to take the ball, put it in your hoop, and keep the other team from scoring. And what happens is, is a lot of times is, is you find that weakest link in the puzzle. You become a dominant player. And, and you can see where their strengths are. And you, if, you, if you can see who's the best, you can start getting your game plan together. And you say, okay, we're going to take him. I know when he's going to shoot. I'm going to start learning about him. And they're going to shut him down. But just like the weak one, they started shutting him down each and every time. I said all that to say is maybe your spiritual life you put on the bench. Ah, oh, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to pray. I don't have to read my Bible. I don't have to serve at the church. I don't have to share my story. I'm not a threat to anybody. I don't have to worry about the enemy coming after me. I don't have to worry about prosecution coming my way. I'm just going to skibber my way through. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that bitch player that's just hoping that he don't get called on. And that may work for a little while, but the moment that you get caught on, and you get in that big surprise, boom, now you're in the battle, now you're in the game. When the enemy comes your way, how are you going to be able to address it? You're not going to be prepared and ready to be on this battleground of Christianity. Don't be surprised by the fiery trials that will come your way. See, if we read our Bibles and we're praying and we hide these words in our heart, we may not sin against God, but we can be prepared, prepared for the fiery trials that will come our way. Paper to you. See, I, I think if, if Peter here was here in this moment today writing a message, I think he might could adapt some of these things that we face to the audience in our online campus. I think that, that he would be able to understand and, and put these things into good perspective for us. Hey, man, I've seen these things happening. I've seen the beheadings coming your way. <laughs> I've seen those Muslim families that were doing these ungodly things to Christians. What was that, uh... God's not dead. It had the, the young lady that was in the movie that had the thing on her head and she took it off and her parents found out because she listened to Jesus' music. But God's not dead. Y'all ain't helping me now. <laughs> anyway, I think it's God's Not Dead or one of those Jesus movies. Anyway, it was a young lady. I don't know her, her, uh, her faith. I don't know if she was uh, portrayed as a Muslim or not, but she had the little thing, face covering on her head. And, um, but she, she wanted to love God. She wanted to know about God. And her parents found out that she was listening to Jesus' music, and they end up, uh, he, the man, I guess it was her dad, smacks her in the face and kicks her out of the house and, and shuns her away. Is this making sense now? She's coming along. That's <laughs> what? Certain religions do, and that's what not, not even certain religions, that's what certain people will do to you. 
Maybe because you don't believe the exact same thing that they do. Maybe just because you don't have a medic blank church on your thing, they ain't going to like you. Medic, whatever denomination you want to be, church, well, you're different than they are. I don't like you because you don't have blank on your front of your church. <laughs> but they're going to send trials your way and they ain't going to know nothing about it. So here at Medic Church, we love everybody. And what I mean by that is when you come in here and you come into this house, we're going to wrap our arms around you just like God's going to because we understand what it's like to be in the fires. We understand what it's like to be in the battleground and we want to do life together because life is better together. And see, when people want to kick you out of your, li out of your life because of the way that you love Jesus and the way that you want to go after God, then cut your losses. Even if it means your family cutting you out of your life and saying, hey, get out, go, you're on your own, live your life for Jesus. I'm sure that, you know, and I think in that movie, the, the father ends up coming back and all that good stuff, but in some cases that doesn't happen. And I want to encourage when bad things take place and when people want to cut, your out, cut you out of their life, just let them go. It may be hard. It may even be family, but love on them and just continue to pray, pray, pray. 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13, it says, Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering. I'm glad to know that when I call on the name of Jesus, he's there. When I'm suffering, I can call on the name of Jesus, he's there. I can call on him, he's there. See, we don't have to, you know, like we learned about last week, we need to be, or you know, this powerful series, we need to learn to be set apart and to be different in this world. We don't have to smoke or drink to fit in. We don't have to do drugs to fit in. We don't have to laugh at those racist or sexual jokes just to fit in, you know, because we know in our minds that we know that those things are wrong. We know that those things are bad. You know, you don't have to hide your faith. Because, you know, somebody's going to pick on me and somebody's going to make fun of me. I commend uh, Andrew for him living out his faith because people were making fun of me. But he still says, I still love you, God, and I don't care if they make fun of me or not. I'm still going to be the true man that I am. And I want to close with this. Well, how do I win? How do I win in these circumstances? How do I win in this life? How do I take and be the better person? Always do what's right. Always do what's right. Always live out that message. Always be that person that's still going to love God no matter what's coming their way. Always love on God. Whether you're at work, you're at school, you're at your family reunion, you're on a team or, or you know, whatever you're at, live out and do the right thing. Because if we hide those words in our heart, we may not sin against God, then we're going to be able to do the right thing. Don't cut corners. The world's going to tell you, hey, cut corners. Hey, if you do this, you're going to get a big raise. I'll tell you, I quit a job one time because they said, hey, I want you to cut corners. I want you to do this. I want you to falsify these documents. I want you to change these records. I said, no. I said, my integrity means more to me than this job does. And I walked away. I wasn't cutting corners because I could get a pay raise that I could say, hey, look at what I did. I lived out my, my calling and I lived out what God's called me to do to be different than this world. This world's getting darker and darker every single day. But it doesn't matter how dark it gets. All we have to do is say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. The mention of his name 
the darkness begins to tremble. Do you ever worry about things? Do you ever worry about situations that are going on in your life? Do you ever worry about what's taking place? Ah, I don't ever worry about nothing. Stop feeding into the devil's lies. When you're worrying about things and you have things that you're worrying about, take it to God. Love on God. I know God can do more in a moment than I can do in 10,000 lifetimes. Why do I tell you that? Because I can't do anything but give you God's Word. It's the only thing I can do. But I know that God can take you. Whatever you're in your mind, whatever you have stored up, and whatever you believe, only God and you can change it. I can tell you all day long until I'm blue in the face what the Bible says, but only you and God can change it. But it's easy to proclaim that we're Christians. It's easy to do that. It's easy to say, hey, I'm a Christian. But how are you living your life? Does your life defy how you're actually being a Christian? Is your life living out that message that you have? Does people see you and say, hey man, I know he's a church going guy or a church going girl. I know he loves God. I know that, that he's a true Christian. He is what he says he is. No, Andrew does. <laughs> Tell me I was going to pick on him today a little bit. Because he lives out that message. He lives out what he speaks. And I want to encourage you today. Even though I beat you up, this may not be a message you want to hear that, hey, we may truly face some prosecution in your life, but guess what? When we do, Jesus is right there on our side. Jesus took a sacrifice for each one of us. Jesus loved us. But he died on the cross for each one of us. And I truly believe that. So I want you guys to be encouraged. Stop worrying about things. Stop worrying about situations that are going on and give it to God. Give your whole self. We sing that song, Available. God, I want to be available to you. I want you to be available to me. If I don't have the doors open and unlocked for you to come in, you can't get in here. If I I lock the doors at Medic Church and you can't come in, I'm not available to spread the gospel. I want to encourage you today, unlock yourself and be available to God and let God use you and, and, and have you to do great and mighty things. Guys, don't mind if you'll stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. I want to thank you for coming and being in this presence. God, as, as we may face prosecutions, maybe some of us have already faced things in our lives, God. God, right now, begin to mend our hearts, put our hearts back together, God. God, maybe we may be broken. Well, God, they did me wrong. They, they, they did a lot of bad things to me. God, help us to begin the healing process today. Let us call on the name of Jesus and let him begin to mend those broken hearts. God, when we're worried and we're upset and we're facing things in our life, God, God, let us know all we have to do is call on to you that you can fix it. It may not come in the timing that we think it should, but God, you're always with us. When we're facing things and we're suffering things, you know, it tells us again in Peter here that we're, that you're su- that we're suffering just as you are. We're a partnership with you when you're suffering. God, begin to touch our hearts and help us to be available. God, if somebody doesn't know you today, let them know. All they have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear God, I'm a sinner. 
Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins so I can live forever with you in paradise. And God, help me when it gets hard. When the devil tells me that, that this prayer means nothing, God, it means everything to you. Help me to live different and be different. In your name I pray. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. What an incredible message we had today. Join us back next time as we start a brand new series called When Pigs Fly. We'll see you soon.